0: this is finally free a podcast for the chronic dieters disordered eaters and fitness junkies for those sick of battling their bodies sick of fearing food and the number on the scale sick of punishing exercise on the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness i'm alana Vandersloos, an eating disorder recovered intuitive eating coach studying to become a certified intuitive eating counselor and the founder of freedom with food and fitness An online community where I coach women how to become intuitive eaters and incorporate intuitive movement for true health, mind, body, and spirit. On this podcast, you will hear stories of other women on various parts of their journeys. Some who are in recovery, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll also teach you ways to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you are not enough. I'll show you how to find peace and satisfaction with food again how to embrace the one and only body you have with joyful movement so you can move through this world with peace and confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Thank you so much for joining me today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you of everything that I offer for those who need help with body image, intuitive eating, fitness, food, weight, and mindset. First, I offer group coaching now, so if you're interested in getting some expert support, some tough targeted love, schedule a free 15-minute discovery call at freedomwithfoodandfitness.com or click the link in my bio on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. On that same link in my ig bio i have everything that i offer people so i have the links to two course videos which are both under five dollars right now i have free quizzes to assess your relationship with food and exercise over 45 pages of free intuitive eating and fitness resources that you can sign up for. It takes literally five seconds. I have a forum where you can ask your own question for a chance for it to be answered on the podcast. I have a guided meditation and so much more. Seriously, go check it all out at freedom with food and fitness on Instagram. This is a very special episode because it is a dual host episode with Anu Verma of the podcast Victim to Victor. So, this episode will appear on her show as well. Anu Verma is the founder of Victim to Victor. Her website, book, and podcast aim to empower and inspire survivors, showing them that healing from sexual and domestic abuse is possible. On her podcast, which she launched in early 2021, uh, features guests from all walks of life, cultures, and backgrounds. In each episode, she and her guests share thought-provoking, insightful, and poignant conversations about their personal experiences of trauma and abuse, along with tangible strategies and techniques that can help move beyond the heartbreak of abuse to a life of happiness and fulfillment. If you like this episode and wanna check out more about Anu, you can check out victimtovictor.net. I really loved Anu's energy. She's a firecracker for sure. Just so vivacious and kind and compassionate and really just so open about her trauma and the missteps that she's experienced, which is something that I think we definitely need more of uh, for the rest of us who are still in the midst of some of these struggles. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Anu Verma of Victim to Victor.
1: Hello Alana, How are Hi. you today? On we're this beautiful, doing well. beautiful Saturday morning for you and Saturday afternoon for myself. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, I know we're, we're like half a world away, but we're we're here. It's nice.
1: Oh, no. We both got toddlers, boys. <laughs> oh,
0: I know. The struggle is real. Working mom was... status is real.
1: Oh, honestly, juggling, which I know a lot of um, moms out there are and you know uh, it's empowerment right empowerment to the people
0: yeah, i mean and you know what i always say you know my son is seeing uh, a strong working woman and that yeah. that is that is make that makes it worth it so
1: it does doesn't it yeah because we're worth it girl yeah. <laughs> so um I, I, okay so this is obviously going to be um, a joint um episode for everybody out there alana has her own uh podcast show if you like to talk about that
0: Sure. Sure. So, so, um, the business itself is freedom with food and fitness, which is on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm relaunching the podcast, which is called finally free in January. And it's nice. everywhere. Podcasts are, you know, nice. I just wrote a book about intuitive eating, trying to get a <sighs> publisher. So if anyone's out there, who's a publisher or literary agent, Hi, <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> I have something for you. <laughs> it's so oh, hard. It's, it's harder than writing the book. I swear. Oh it's it is. so competitive you know so
1: comp- yeah because I had um Mary DeMuff was my guest this week actually she's a literary agent and we were talking about that on our episode she has yeah. 40 books published and she said that you know the average amount of books that like a self-published author will ever sell is like two to three hundred whereas um if it's published these days you're talking probably four 000, five thousand copies because there's so many books so so much out there
0: Right, and you know they they want you to have a big platform. They're like, well, you need like at least ten thousand followers. So I was like, cool, I have almost a thousand. See you soon. <laughs> but you know it's it's okay because I'm just I love just I love growing the community. I love talking mm. to everybody who's been through what I've been through this disordered mm. eating, and they're looking for intuitive eating, and like I would love to help them get there.
1: Oh, wow. Absolutely. And, and it shows in your, you know, your mission of helping survivors. I mean, it'd be great for you to uh, talk about your life journey as to, you know, where you've come from to where you are today.
0: Yeah. So I, I actually haven't experienced um, any sexual trauma myself, but mm you know, I was somebody who grew up with a lot of external validation, like, you know, Mm. oh, you're smart and you're like conventionally cute as a little kid and like, good job, Mm. good job, good job. And if you, and that's wonderful, but if you hear that enough, you start to crave it and you don't Mm. ever develop any internal validation. So you're just seeking other people's approval and it can get twisted in this crazy way. And after I finished graduate school, I, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, I didn't know if I was going to find a job. I didn't know where I was going to live. And I felt out of control of my life for the first time. And because I had no control, I sought control over food and my body. And it became, it it, it grew a life of its own. And like, literally my goal at times was to be the thinnest I possibly could for no other reason than to just see the number below. I know. It's insane. Yeah. And, you know, that was for a good five years. I was eating under a thousand calories a day. Oh,
1: goodness. I was
0: like in a constant brain fog. I had lethargy. I just, I was like, I feel like I was going through quicksand in my life. Um, And then, you know, I found intuitive eating and, you know, you just, you get, and I mean, our listeners can hear this. You get to a point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. There has to be something else. Yeah. And then I found intuitive eating and I slowly, you know, I went through phases of, of other diets that were at least like I, w- I went on a diet where I was at least eating a more appropriate amount of food, but it was still a diet, but that was like an intermediate step. And then I finally stopped weighing yeah. myself and I finally start counting. I stopped counting calories. And so like little by little, I, I freed myself, which is awesome. But yeah. You know, like you said, and I see it with some of of my, you know, the people in my community too, is Mm. a lot of it could be trauma related.
1: It is, it is. And it's interesting that, you know, we we talk about trauma because um for those of you know your listeners who may be listening to this, um I, I do come from a, a history of sexual abuse. So I suffered from significant trauma and, and that's what led to my eating disorder, which was for me, it was the opposite. I was overeating because it was my compensation, it was my comfort, you know, that I had on my security blanket. You know and just it was normally in the evenings when um i just couldn't sleep because i just needed to eat eat, eat, eat. Right. and then i oh my god my dress size went up two sizes and oh and then that made me feel even worse because i was ugly i looked ugly and i felt ugly and yeah it's just a horrible vicious cycle of darkness and honestly for any survivor out there who is currently in this situation I obviously understand, you know, what you're going through and, um, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I've created my podcast show is to, to actually help support you all, which, you know, I hope that you can obviously find it of value and, you know, please do get in touch with myself or your, or you Alana now, uh, now that Alana's on the scene, you know, cause we can help you. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, And, you know, I think it's so important to note too, that, you, know, you said you were up to dress sizes, and mm. whatever size you you were would be a fine size for you if that was naturally your size. But yeah. beca- it, it was your relationship with food, based on the trauma, that was yeah. the issue, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, would you would you be willing to talk about what what was the trauma that you experienced?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, with me, it started at a very young age of three, when you know my My whole security, um, you know, within myself had been taken away from me because I was um, abused by uh, a man who actually lived inside our home. So he was actually uh, renting a room and it went on for many, many years. And it was only kind of um, when I realized that this isn't really right. it, It doesn't feel right. that I finally told my auntie because I felt ashamed to talk about it with my parents. Obviously, there was a lot of cultural implications there being from an Indian background as well, where stuff like this wasn't really spoken about. You know, we hardly ever communicated any emotion, never mind something as tragic as this. And uh, and it did, you know, that kind of um, that man, he impacted the rest of my life because from then not only did I have eating disorders I struggled in relationships I struggled with trusting people and I even struggled with uh, my own self-worth and um, I lost a lot of respect for my own body which meant I'd become a bit of a nymph though as well in my late teens and in my early adulthood where I was just sleeping around you know I just had no love for myself and I was just giving myself like I was an object because that's what I thought I was just a piece of object and I knew that well at the time I I knew that my life was going to be short-lived because a few attempts of suicide were mainly kind of drug related where I'd overdose on drugs and you know that led me to uh, wanting to jump off a few buildings a few times where each time I was saved by my friends you know thank god my friends my angels whoever you know my guides who were sent there to save me so it is trauma is it just eats away at you And, and I know sometimes as well for a lot of people they might not even realize that they've been affected by any trauma because trauma can it's not even around abuse you know it's a even if you've been abandoned or neglected as a child, that can lead to trauma.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's something to be said about, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, eating disorders can be caused by trauma. But, I, you know, I haven't been through any trauma. I was never sexually abused or or no one ever hit me. Well, but it's like there's a there's big T trauma and there's little T trauma yeah. and anything that disrupts your emotional state can be considered a trauma. So it might not have been this big event but it could be these like almost like microaggressions or micro events or little traumas Mm. that that build up
1: absolutely and for you because what what do you think it was with you then
0: um you know it it was I I, honestly I just think it was the need for validation okay I think it was I needed I needed a pat on the back and I had felt that being thin was something that people patted me and other people in society mm-hmm. on the back for. And it's okay. like, I need to maintain this. I need to maintain this part of my identity. Yeah. Even though I had other things in my life that I excelled at and was good at, like,
1: yeah.
0: I wanted it to be this thing. And, you know, yeah. I grew up in a household where, you know, women were supposed to look a certain way, mm-hmm. and a certain okay. way. And that, that comes up a lot <sighs> as well.
1: It does. Do you have any sisters as well?
0: You know, I I do. It's it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I do, but um we she's she's uh we share the same father, not the same mother. Okay. So she's a lot older than I am. So she never lived with me. So I never had her as an influence. Right. So I was more of an only child, but I think that can kind of contribute to it yeah. too, because I feel like all eyes were always on me.
1: Interesting. You know, it's
0: and it's like that pressure.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, and like all these size zero models uh growing up. They, you know, that that was a massive thing in magazines. So thank God it's changing now because you see yeah. so many more curves and big bombs are in now, aren't they? <laughs> it's like, Yay. Yeah. Yay, finally we can eat. <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am um, in, in preparation for this, for this talk, you know, mm. I was looking at some statistics for, cause I know you're, you're in London. Um, And the statistic was in in England and Wales in 2017, 20% of women and 4% of men have experienced some type of sexual assault since the age of 16. So that's 33.4 million female Mm. and uh, 631,000 female uh, or male victims. And then in the U.S., since that's where I am, it says every 68 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. Um one about three percent of american men have experienced an attempt or completed attempted rape in their lifetime
1: wow Um, those are
0: like huge numbers to me does that sound accurate to you do you think that's underrepresented
1: i think so because um i always think right with, with statistics it's all the all the reported cases how about all of the unreported cases all of the people like me who were ashamed to speak up right you know and the ones who have struggled later on in their lives Because there's so many, especially, again, it's very cultural related, this, Um, many parts of the country, like India, that's where my family originate from. Um, It is, it's a shameful act and nobody will speak up because the government are not that hot on even um, pressing charges, you know, because it's just so normalised. And this is one of the reasons as well why I wanted to write my book and to create this podcast was to raise the awareness, especially in places like India, you know, for the victims out there to speak up.
0: Right. Can you talk a little bit about your book?
1: Oh, yeah. So Victims of so It is uh, literally my life. (laughs) So the first, well, it's separated out into four books. So the first part is a memoir and then um, kind of just goes on about um, how, traveling really helped me to heal and just spirituality as well it can get quite hard hitting so definitely not for the faint-hearted but I had to be real you know I had to just get it out there because that was part of my healing as well was writing it and then the second part is it goes on about all of the methods and the um, techniques which I used to help me to heal Um, and then it goes on to um, you know kind of more scientific terms of what abuse and trauma actually is just to educate you all. And then the fourth part is about just decision-making and the fact that, you know, we can decide to keep struggling or to take action and to change our life around because it's never too late. We can always change our life around. We don't have to suffer in silence.
0: Right. And just because you've been in this, you know, same situation with disordered eating or with abuse for five, 10, 20 years doesn't mean mm. you can't turn it around. Like mm. I, I speak on my platform that it took one day for wow. me. Like I had, Did been, i have been researching and trying and trying and failing. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I'm not going to get on the scale today. I'm just going to see what oh. happens. And then Lovely. like the end of the day came and I was like, Oh, actually, like I have no desire to go on it. Like that was actually fine. Like I didn't explode; nothing bad wow. happened. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow, and then I can <sighs> do same thing with calorie counting. I was always like so afraid to let go of that control because it kept me in, you know, whatever kept me yeah. in line. And yeah. then one day I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat today. I'm just gonna see what happens, and it was fine, and nothing bad happened. Oh my and goodness! Weeks went by, and I was still fine. So I think yeah. it's, I think it's the fear of what will be yeah. is actually scarier than the thing itself.
1: Wow. And it's that decision-making. You made that decision. You were like, no more, Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to change my life.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Wow. And it, I guess it's the same with, you know, addiction, um, you know, with, with addiction, really the only way is to go cold turkey. And a lot of people struggle with that because like you said, they're scared of the unknown. Oh my God. You know, what's going to happen if I don't take that?
0: And that's totally valid. It's just that, um, you know, your, your desire and your drive to heal has to be greater than your desire to stay where you are. Yeah,
1: it is. Oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. It's, <laughs> it's having the, that desire to change. Yeah? It's wanting to change yes. and it's, uh, and it's kind of seeing your life once it has changed. And that's where we go on into visualization. Yes. Yeah. So important.
0: That's a good strategy. Do you want to talk a little bit about visualization as a as a coping strategy?
1: For sure, yeah. And again, I talk about this a lot in my book because I'm a a big believer on visualization.
0: Thing is, if you can't
1: visualize your life how you want it to be, how is your life going to ever turn out how you want it to be? Yeah, you have to actually imagine yourself being who you want to be right now, or you know whenever you want it in the future. This is why vision boards are really effective, or just kind of you know having faith, asking God um, on a daily basis and also um, you know just having that that belief in, in yourself to yeah. you know to want to change. So it's huge. And I know you know a lot of people uh, they practice religion, which is great as well because that's you know whatever faith you know you want to practice then it's about just asking Allah, asking Jesus, you know, asking Buddha, you know, whoever it is, just ask them to, um, obviously make you whoever you want to be.
0: Right. Now we were just taught, I just want to switch the conversation a little bit. We were talking about how we have these incredible statistics and it's probably underreported, um, as someone who has been there, uh, Mm. what are some of the signs of, Either sexual, emotional, mental abuse mm. for loved ones to be on the lookout for.
1: So the biggest one, um, which I struggled with from personal experience, was um, you know being submissive and um, not communicating. So you know it's a, it's actually a technique of avoidance. A lot of people who are struggling from trauma and even post-traumatic stress disorder, they avoid. People, they avoid uh, situations, they just avoid uh, communication. And I guess um, anybody who is being submissive right now, just kind of, you know, in in your family, maybe um, just try and spend some time with them, you know, because what they want really is somebody who they can trust. And that's something that a lot of survivors don't have. They don't have trust, they can't trust anybody. And it's about being that person who they can trust. You know, being compassionate, being empathetic—that's huge, and that's something that I wish I had when I was younger. I just—I I couldn't trust anybody.
0: Okay, so kind of keeping keeping the door open for somebody to mm. talk to you, exactly.
1: And then you've got the other, um, so, you know, uh, traumatic survivors who may even get angry. They'll get very angry. Yeah. So it's the other end of the spectrum. And, um, you know, they'll get defensive. You know, they might shout and they might blame everybody. And uh, they might be quite aggressive and violent, you know, if they're at school or at college. So there are many different uh, behavior uh, characteristics which can represent a traumatic child.
0: Now, would would you say that the healing for like let's say someone is is the victim of sexual abuse and they develop an eating disorder do you think that there's any difference in the approach toward recovery versus someone who doesn't have that that trauma background
1: um yeah absolutely um so the differences in recovery would be probably it depends on the extent of the trauma like for me I had quite a few different um, circumstances of um, abuse as I was getting older into my adulthood as well lasted up until the age of 34 I just kept getting different perpetrators coming in adding to my to my traumatic experiences which meant it took me quite a while to heal I'd say a decade and I'd say you know I'm still healing uh, because you know I get triggered you know different circumstances will trigger me whereas for some yeah whereas whereas for somebody who's probably only had the one incident of a traumatic experience it could be a bit faster you know because then that is that one episode that you're dealing with as compared to somebody who's had like dozens Mm.
0: All right there's there's something to be said about you know acute trauma versus chronic trauma yeah that's it yeah
1: absolutely Yeah. And how, how about with yourself then when it comes to, um, you know, the eating disorders, um, and recovery,
0: you know, and I'm very candid about this, like, even if you're an intuitive eating coach, you have days that just stink and you, Mm. you know, a lot of the times you can, journal and meditate and self-talk your way out of it. And some days you just, you can't like, and they're very few and far between, but I was very candid with, with my audience a couple months ago where I was like, you know, I had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. I felt very out of control and I knew it. And I was fighting with myself to step on the scale. And I did. Oh. And I was, yeah, and it, and it was like, I was, and I was, almost more upset that I did that for the sake of my audience because I was like how can I do that oh, when I love want to do that but you know what you. we're all human man hey and sometimes exactly. it freaking oh, happens and you know what I I got over it it was it was oh, over in a day I slept good. on it fine the next day but you know no matter if it's if it's coming so your issue with food is never about food I don't no. care who you are, even the people who are like, no, 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 I'm addicted to sugar. No, mm. there's something else going on. You have a deeper something that needs to be healed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And whether it's sexual trauma or it's this other need for val- you know, I always say I use an acronym, salve, like a salve mm. you would put on a wound. Yeah. You are looking for safety, acceptance, love, or validation.
1: Okay. I love that. And it
0: should be yeah. external. That's the E, right? So yeah. the safety, <laughs> acceptance, love, and and validation; those are the things we seek. Yeah. Um, and you did not get that in some capacity mm. in your formative years, and you are making up for it now by either not eating enough, manipulating body, overeating, yeah. binging purging whatever the case may be so you have to no matter if it's sexual abuse or not you have to dig into that why and you have to heal whatever internal ish is going on here
1: true it's true and and for some people it could be quite difficult to even get to that root of the issue they don't know and this is where self-awareness comes in right being self-aware is huge
0: and and, you know that could you know to be self-aware maybe you need to meditate maybe you need to journal Mm. but you need to Maybe you need to find a therapist, but you need to find a way to sit with yourself. And I yeah. think that's really hard for a lot of people because I don't think <sighs> a lot of people like themselves. Yeah,
1: we are. We're our worst critics, aren't we? Oh,
0: worst. worst. Is, and like, And yeah. I'm a, I'm, I would consider, even though I have, you know, one-off days, once in a blue moon, I would consider myself recovered, but yeah. I am a recovering perfectionist. That is so I like that. That's journey I'm on, man. That's and Yeah. Because you're right, I'm my worst critic. Like, I <laughs> oh say things to myself in my mind that I would never say to anybody else. <laughs> and, you know, it's something like I, I teach my audience, and I'm teaching myself, and I'm a forever learner. So, like, I'm with my community in oh. that with them right now. So
1: oh I love yeah. that. That is yeah, we are honestly we're so hard on ourselves and you just think, come on, you know, just look at yourself in the mirror and just think, wow, you're badass. Yes. <laughs> when yes. do we say this to ourselves? Well, <laughs> like, that's
0: the thing, like, we have we have these neuroconnect neural connections in our brain and they are created through repetition. So if you keep mm-hmm. telling yourself the same story that pathway is going to get stronger, but if you start yeah. telling yourself a different story, like you're badass, that yeah. connection is going to weaken, and a new one like, is going to form. What's going
1: on? Yeah, it's going to question what is going on here. Awkward. <laughs> no. And
0: also, like I always, and this is kind of morbid, but kind of great. Like I always say to myself, it's like Alana, you're going to die. Like one day, <gasps> yeah. this is going to be like you will cease to be. <laughs> yeah. This will be over. Are you really going to spend the whole time worried yeah. that? You know, you didn't do this right with your toddler or didn't eat that correct meal or do whatever. Like, it's just like, it's not going to matter. So, why are you beating yourself up about it so much? Like, just be easy.
1: Yes. Self care lovelies. Oh, yeah. So I think yeah, key message here is that we need to love ourselves more in whichever way it takes for people to um, love themselves, whether that is through communicating with a loved therapist or a uh, coach, you know, whatever you choose to have in terms of support and acknowledgement partner or, you know, whether it's just going out with your friends and having a good time or just having that bath, you know, that lovely warm bath with some candles and a gas of wine. Just look after yourselves.
0: Yes, and it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't have to be this like image of the girl with the yoga mat and her. Yes, it doesn't have to. Doing
1: handstands.
0: (laughs) It could be gardening. It could be crocheting. It could be anything Mm. that just allows you to just be and replenish. I love
1: that. Yeah. No, that's beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Flew by. Like I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, what just? Um, i have like i have like an ending question that i everybody so i'll give that to you and then if you have anything to wrap up with me cool um since this is called finally free i always ask everybody what to you does it mean to be finally free
1: (gasps) for me finally free means authenticity It means just me being my authentic self, not having to be somebody whom I'm not, which I spent majority of my life being as a form of a protective barrier, which they call it ego as well. But finally, you know, I can be vulnerable. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And how about for you? I just want to know um, if you have any regrets in your life up until date.
0: Honestly, no, Uh, nothing big anyway, just because, you know, even the eating disorder, I mean, yes, of course, I kind of wish that I never put myself through that. But at the same time, it's created this, this passion that I have for what I do with my intuitive eating community. Um, And I make an impact on people's lives. And I I love that. And it gave me a sense of purpose. So I really can't, I really can't regret that.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. This is, this is the path that it's brought you on, and this is you. You're out there adding value and changing people's lives, and, and that's the greatest gift ever.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Same to thank you. Too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Doing an amazing job, Alana. <laughs> thank you, too wow it's been awesome having this conversation and you know again what i will do on my podcast platform and my youtube is i'll add some links where you can contact alana and you can follow her on her on her instagram page and her um you know make sure you don't miss any of her future talks and uh, yeah and i guess um with for your guests as well um you'll do yes, the same i
0: will do the same yeah everything for a new will be on the show notes um and then when we when we um start promoting this episode i'll put everything up there too so people can find you See on that. victim Thank to you. victor i love that name victim to victor
1: we are though aren't we We're, we are well that's yeah.
0: exactly what i was just saying like that's why i don't regret it yeah. i went from being a victim to being a victor for other people
1: this is it absolutely yeah and watch this space universe because we yes. are on our way. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to this um as always you know you're amazing we love you and can't wait for the uh, next episode
0: so take care my friends ciao so that is it for today's episode seriously of all the podcasts you can be listening to I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.